special edition. Welcome in, welcome in. Thank you for joining us for another episode of SODFS brought to you by Sons of Dynasty and proud members of True North Fantasy Football. Follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Sons and subscribe to the TNFF Network on YouTube so that you never miss a show. I am Dan. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Brown NFL. And here to my left is Matt. You can find him at Dynasty Dude, and that is at D-Y underscore Nasty Dude. A little change up here this evening as Nate was unable to be here. His uh, father is in the hospital currently right now, and he is tending to him. So, uh, you know, hat tip to Brother Nate and hope everything goes right. On that note, Brother Matt, thank you for stepping up. You know, you are the absolute grease of SODFS making sure everything runs cleanly behind the scenes. And here you are stepping up out of the curtain, joining me here on a Saturday night. You know, we're, we're constantly in flux here, as is the NFL with the COVID and other games being postponed. But here you are, Brother Matt, stepping up. I'm glad to have have you on here this evening. What's up, my man? Thanks for having me. You know, uh, I, like to, I usually just sit behind the screen and, pretend like i'm on the show anyway you know i get my mic out and i try to do my little moves and everything so it's all good i'm ready for this yeah, yeah man so you know we're gonna kind of be doing uh things a little bit different tonight with uh you having to step up to the call last minute we're gonna go through some of the guys that we do want to highlight here on the main slate um you know it was another one of those weeks where we, we were on top of it got the show sheet filled out with all the guys that that we were uh targeting on this main slate and then here comes covid and and Roger Goodell having to reschedule games so here here's a couple of games that got moved you know Washington football team versus the Eagles game has been postponed and as as so has the Seahawks and the Rams game. So those are two games that, that we were going to have made available on this slate that are no longer with us. So we had to adjust and account for some of those guys, such as, you know, Jalen Hurts, Devonta Smith, uh, Antonio Gibson, Rashad Penny, uh, you know, Stafford, Henderson, all those guys that, that were, had potential really to be decent plays this week. Uh, we're going to have to miss out on. So, uh, you know, but we we continue to to move on and adjust with with every day that passes, new information. And there might be new information that passes between the time that we're airing live here tonight and, and tomorrow before kickoff. So uh, we're just going to take it all with a grain of salt, maybe spend a little bit more time tonight trying to build some lineups attacking the slate on, on, on a couple of different strategic viewpoints, uh, whether it's paying up at certain positions and then paying down at certain positions, just to give you guys a, a little glimpse of what it could look like at the end of the day. And, and hopefully Brother Matt here is going to put together some quality insights, uh, you know, to really set the flavor apart. Yeah, that's that's probably what's going to happen. All right, Brother Matt, well, let's talk about a couple of the pay-up positions here this week, a couple of guys that we're interested in, and, and I'm going to actually start here at the running back position, and, and it's with Najee Harris against the Tennessee Titans. Najee coming in at 7,800 this week, and he actually leads the NFL in total touches with 297, and he's received 23 carries and 14 targets in the red zone and is really one of the true bell cows in today's NFL. He's received at least 20 rush attempts in the last two games and exceeded that number five other times. The Titans are currently 18th in rush defense DVOA, and while the Steelers are at home underdogs by two points, Harris's game script proved due to his passing game involvement. 
He has produced 20 DraftKings fantasy points in seven games this season with a high of 31.2, and he's failed to score 10 DK points in just two games. So we we know the volume is really going to be there for Najee as it is week in and week out. And, and Tennessee is, is really missing its identity without A.J. Brown, Julio Jones not really answering the bell. Uh, you know, Najee Harris is probably going to see a ton of volume again this week against Tennessee. And if you're paying up at the running back position, I think he is one of the better top pay-up options this week. Well, indeed, because there's really not that many when you look at the main slate as far as studs go. So. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about really uh, any other running backs. Uh, you got Najee, top dog, 7,800. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott. 7,300, Joe Mixon, 7,200, and Patterson, 6,900. And this starts to tail off into the, the sixes from there. But I think Najee really sets himself apart. So if you are looking to have a build with the uh, a top-end running back, I think Najee Harris locking in as the RB1 definitely makes sense. Cordell Patterson is another guy that – that I mean, brother Matt. Then there's probably not many guys that know more than you and I. Both being Atlanta Falcons guys, and and, and seeing what Cordell Patterson has really turned into this season, it, it's been spectacular. You know, kind of a a a one hit wonder, if you will. I, I believe. I don't think that Cordell Patterson is, is going to really bust onto the scene anything more. I think this year and this year only is really his his own guy. But he he's the best guy that the Falcons have, and he seems to find a way. To, to get involved and get in that end zone each and every week. This is a game that we are projecting San Fran to really have really throttle our Falcons, if you will, uh, on the backs of George Kittle and Debo Samuel mostly this week. But Cordell Patterson as a bring back, if you, if you are doing a San Fran stack, Jimmy G, one of the cheaper price quarterbacks that I'm interested in this week, George Kittle, one of the, the top pay up tight end options, and rightfully so in what we've seen from him the past couple weeks. Uh, you know, so Debo Samuel, another guy that is that is electric and 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 we know Elijah Mitchell is out this week. So we're we're gonna see probably even more volume for Debo Samuel out of the backfield. And I, I am in on San Fran stacks this week, in case you can't tell. And Cordell Patterson as the bring back from Atlanta just makes sense. So keep your eye on Cordell this week. Usually a guy that doesn't get enough respect on each and every NFL main slate. And here he is staring us in the face at 6,900 this week. I might have a few Cordell shares. What, where are you at on, on, on Cordero, Matt? I know I know you watched a ton of him this year. Well, Atlanta's offense, I'm sure when Arthur Smith sat there and looked at his his, you know, roster and tried to decide who he was going to do something with, you know, once once Ridley was out of there, he just really didn't have that much. And so being a pretty smart guy, you know, he seemed like he was able to build some stuff around Patterson. And the few games that he's been out, we we haven't really been able to get much of anything done. And you see, as soon as Patterson gets back, gets back in the lineup, we know we start producing more points. So you can expect a lot of Patterson. You can expect a lot of Arthur Smith game planning for, for getting Patterson touches this week. What about uh, James Conner? Arizona's facing off against Detroit this week, who seems to pretty much have, have their season in the bag at this point. Most of their, their stars as far as, DeAndre Swift, TJ Hawkinson are pretty much shelved for this season, I would think, at this point. So here you have Arizona expected to absolutely steamroll the Lions and James Conner, who, who's been uh, you know, an absolute delight to watch these last three or four weeks and, and how the Cardinals have been utilizing him during the absence of Chase Edmonds, no less. Oh, for sure. You know, and I think you could kind of try to fit him in on this payups line or or over on the bargains. Um, but I, I, I'm wondering what his exposure is going to be like with Edmonds back. Is that going to scare some people away from him? But but like you said, the Lions are just giving up the fantasy points and you can expect you can expect a lot out of Connor. Uh He's received at least 20 carries in three of the Arizona's last four games, um, caught multiple passes in those outings. Um he seems to be the the clear cut uh, goal line back as well, so we've got that going for him. 
Yeah, so every bit of this game script really points towards a James Conner type game, even with the Chase Edmonds coming back. Now, Chase Edmonds, I will bring up, is in the, the mid-4K range, I believe, and is expected to play in this game, and it makes for a, a decent GPP play if you are looking to pay up and get a couple of studs like your Devontae Adams or your Cooper Cup. Uh, well, Cup's not actually even on this slate anymore. So there, there's another one, uh, another guy that that we we had in the write-ups uh, was was a smash for the pay-up position, and he he's been moved out of this slate. So we are left with Devonte Adams, and let me talk about Devonte Adams. He is coming in at 8,900 this week. Was just a couple hundred cheaper than Cooper Cup on this slate. But Adams leads all wide receivers this season in PFF receiving grade with a 91.9 and ranks second in yards per reception with 2.84, ranks second in fantasy points per game with 21. So, uh, you know, Cooper Cup is first in most of those metrics that Adams ranks second. And I think Adams is in an absolute smash spot against Baltimore this week, Baltimore secondary has really where they've been most susceptible as far as their defense is concerned. And if you're paying up at the wide receiver position, Devontae Adams, the best wide receiver in the NFL, is going to be in my roster. Ravens defense dealing with a bunch of injuries on that backside too. Yeah, absolutely. They they've they've been riddled with injuries, and and you know if obviously we don't know for sure if Lamar Jackson is going to play. I think it would bode better for Adams if Lamar does play just in and Green Bay having to keep their foot on the gas a little bit more. Um, you know, Green Bay could elect to really lean on on their two running backs that they do have if uh, we do see the likes of a Huntley out and, and incapable of keeping it as competitive. But, you know, with what we've seen out of Lamar the last few weeks and, you know, Huntley didn't look terrible this past week when he had to Man. step up. Uh, Mark Andrews, uh, Rashad Bateman are, are two guys that really kind of saw their uh, target share and, and, and floor raise, if you will, with Huntley under center. And some guys that I might not be scared of having some exposure to this week if Lamar Jackson is indeed ruled out, while many others may uh, fare away from this Baltimore Ravens offense if that is indeed the case. I do think that there there could be some upside there with a game that we know that the Ravens are likely to be trailing, especially if Lamar Jackson is unavailable. Let me talk about Mark Andrews while we are mentioning that game at the tight end position. Coming in at 6,400 this week, this past week, Andrews actually had 11 receptions on 11 targets for 115 yards and a touchdown. And the, the big news of that was is that most of that production did indeed come after Lamar Jackson was injured in the second quarter with that ankle injury. Regardless of his status, I do feel like Lamar or like Mark Andrews does remain a strong play this week, as I mentioned, that they are likely to be trailing early and often during that game. Huntley fed him the ball last week too. I mean – that was a huge game for Andrews. One of the bigger games he's had all year. Yeah, I mean, without having things pulled up, so no reason to shy away from him. Yeah, I, I do like Andrews. If if I can't quite fit this next guy in my lineup, and that is the tight end one in today's NFL, and that's George Kittle. Uh, you know, I'll put a little asterisk there and say win healthy. You know, 13 catches, 15 targets, 151 yards and a touchdown, nine catches, 12 targets on 181 yards and two touchdowns. That is what Kittle has done over his last two games, which were good for 37.1 and 42.6 DK fantasy points. This past performance is not indicative of all future results, and recency bias can be an issue sometimes, but in all honesty, Expecting another 30 to 35 performance from George Kittle. You know, it, it seems like a fool's errand, but this matchup against our Atlanta Falcons just screams George Kittle smash spot. You know, and I mentioned Elijah Mitchell is out. I just think that that, that bodes e even better for both Debo and, and Kittle. Both of those guys are just two guys that I can't get enough of this week. So if you can find a way to get George Kittle in, in the tight end spot this week, I highly recommend it. I'm expecting a, a third week of just tight end one performance from George Kittle this week. I like it. Uh, let me see here, Matt. Let's uh, let's let's take a minute to tell uh, 
tell everybody about our friends from Trophy Smack. You know, I, I, I ask you to think back on every fantasy week that you ever destroyed the competition. Remember every painstaking roster move where you made the perfect gamble. Well, at Trophy Smack, they bottle every great moment of your fantasy life and distill them into create an extraordinary fantasy trophy, awards, and loser bling as well. But that's not all. You can get a unique and customizable fantasy trophy to re represent your hard-earned victory, plus a championship ring with promo code SODFS. That's SODFS to get a free ring with your blinged-out trophy today. Go visit Trophy Smack, check them out, and use our very own promo code SODFS to get you a free ring with your very own trophy. If you want to legitimize a league, you got to get a trophy. That's just they how are legit. I mean, if, 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 you know, a lot of people haven't seen them, but when you get your hands on this, it, it feels like the real deal. And, and, you know, we, we, we are down in the trenches, you know, and, and coming out with, with, with dirt on our knees and blood on our lips and, and to be able to hold a piece of hardware at the end of that and, and, and to feel something that's real. I mean, trophy smack does that for you. And an SODFS as your promo code can get you a something, a little something extra, maybe your league mates and you have a, a little side gig, you know, yours a main trophy, but there's also the ring for, for the regular season winner yep. uh, for, for the yep. points for, or make it a loser trophy. You know, here at my home league, we do have a loser trophy. It is the the toilet trophy with uh, we call it the coach jones award because when we were back in high school it's a bunch of my high school buddies that, that i play in this league with and we we had our 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 football coach coach jones and he he lost every game that 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 i can remember so we we you know here 12 13 14 years later we still have our our loser trophy which is the coach jones award each and every year and and you know i i haven't had the pleasure of having it I've had the belt a couple times. We have the belt, uh, you know, shout out to Trophy Smack. We do have a belt there for the championship, and it's been on my mantle many years, collecting dust, if you will, uh, but it, it it's not here currently, and I'm looking to get it back this year. Sneaked into the playoffs there with the number six seed, but I'm making some noise after Pat Mahomes put me on the map. I like it when you got the trophy that gets passed around from, you know, winner to winner each year. And then you get the championship ring that each year, you know, you bust out the ring for somebody. So, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, you yeah, show up to the party with all your hardware on, you know. I like it. All right, uh, Matt, let's keep it moving on here. Talk about some more uh, bargain plays. Get out of the expensive guys, the guys that are going to really put a dent in your wallet, and get into the, the the guys that can maybe bring some value to your lineup and allow you to pay up for some of the guys at the other positions that we have mentioned. And we'll start at the quarterback position with Tua. Uh, he's coming in at 5,700 this week against the New York Jets. 5700 is pretty cheap for a quarterback on this slate and the matchup is is pristine as the New York Jets rank 25th in quarterback defense allowing 22.11 fantasy points per game but no QB has scored over 30 fantasy points the Jets allow 8.3 yards per pass attempt and with quarterbacks tossing 22 touchdowns most often most offenses choose to run the ball versus the Jets with their running backs but we do know that the Miami ha has had the covid issue as well i think miles gaskin is going to be back um, but you know coming off of really no practice there Tua does have a chance to really just kind of destroy this Jets team and, and and just like everybody else has. He's passed for 273 yards and two touchdowns against the Jets in week 11. And over his past three starts, he has completed 80% of his passes, leading to 747 yards and five touchdowns. Now, Jalen Waddle is going to miss this game. And, uh, you know, that has been one of Tua's favorite targets really uh, as of late. So uh, he is going to have to spread that ball around a little bit elsewhere. And I think Devontae Parker is a guy that you need to pay attention to this week with Waddle out. And Parker's price tag, I believe, 3400 or somewhere in that range is just egregiously low with, with the target share that we're expecting him to see. In this game, as I mentioned, obviously many teams want to run against the Jets, but I don't think that Miami just really has the, uh, you know, the depth there at the running back position this week to really just pound the rock, pound the rock. You are going to see Tua have to make some plays 
in this matchup and, and, and getting him with Devontae Parker as a really cheap GPP stack can allow you to pay up for some of those guys, maybe a Najee Harris or, or Devontae Adams, a Debo Samuel, George Kittle type guys. If you can get a couple of these cheap guys locked in that, that are in a pristine matchup here, uh, it really allows you to do something special with the rest of your build. I like your line of thinking there. They are not going to be able to run the ball, like you said. I mean, they're having an issue finding a single healthy running back to put on the field next week. So, yeah, good call there. But if I'm spending 57 on him, I might go ahead and bust it up that extra 100 and just drop 58 on old James Garoppolo there. You've been talking about that Atlanta defense and how many points they've been giving up. What do you say? Second most uh, schedule adjusts FFP for the or, or fantasy points per game for the year. Yeah, Garoppolo's actually averaged 17.9 fantasy points per game, and the Falcons have given up the second most schedule-adjusted fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks, and they are giving up the second most fantasy points per game. So, you know, you combine that with the 49ers having the fifth highest team-implied total on the slate, the the two guys that that we seem to keep mentioning, and George Kittle and Devo Samuel, uh, you know, it just seems like a slam dunk to really get those those two pay up options there at the running or at, at the wide receiver and at the tight end position and, and then be able to pay down with the guy that that's going to be getting them the rock in Jimmy Garoppolo. Exactly. Who else you like in the bargains there? Any, any running backs jumping yeah, out I at do, you? I do have a running back here that, that I actually like who seems to be priced rather low. And, and I, I understand why, you know, coming off of recent production, it just really hasn't been there. Uh, but we can expect a shakeup from the Jaguars. I'm talking about James Robinson and coming at coming in at 5,400 this week against the Houston Texans in, in a defense that we've been targeting for uh, the running back position all season long. Last week, Robinson actually played on 64% of the team snaps, which was his highest mark since week six. Urban Meyer is officially gone now, and, and Bevel stepping in there. Uh, he's already kind of come out to the media and said, you know, Robinson is the RB1 for the Jags, and, and they plan on treating him that way. Typically in these situations, you know, interim coach steps in, and, and they're, they're going to lean on, on, on what they know, and that is James Robinson and his ability to be an absolute bulk out for this Jacksonville offense and take some of the pressure there off of the quarterback there. And the Texans actually rank second worst in yards per carried allowed with 4.91 and worst in rushing yards per game allowed. Over the past two weeks, they've given up a total of 355 rushing yards and five touchdowns to opposing running backs. And furthermore, to make to make James Robinson an e even better play, you know, the, the thorn in his side in Carlos Hyde suffered a concussion this past week and, and will not be available this week. So James Robinson, 5,400. I'll probably have a, a, a decent amount of exposure to him in both cash and GPP builds this week. Yeah, like it, Daryl or yeah, Daryl Bevel has always been known as a run first kind of coach. And um, yeah, like you said, already out in the media this week, putting his stamp on Robinson. So you can affect, you can expect them to feed him. Uh, another guy that I'm that I'm into this week is, is a guy that I seem to mention on, on this show each and every week. And that's one of my favorite wide receivers in today's NFL in Deontay Johnson. Uh, you know, I know I sound like a, a broken record at this point. And if we can get a clip of every time that, that these lips have said <laughs> Deontay Johnson, uh, you know, it would probably be a gem for each and every one of you. But he's coming in at 7500 this week. DK, a couple hundred dollars every week, it seems like, raising his price up. Finally getting the respect that I've been yelling for all season long. And, you know, it, it, it's good to see, but and I'm, I'm going to pay up for it because he's averaging 10.8 targets per game and 22.1 expected fantasy points per game. All right, get this nugget from that that I got from Fantasy Points. Make sure you do check them out, Fantasy Points. The Titans are giving up plus 7.4 schedule-adjusted 
fantasy points per game to the wide receivers, which is the second worst in today's NFL. And they rank seventh worst in fantasy points per game allowed on deep passes, fifth worst in yards per game allowed on deep throws. And an important note, given that Johnson averages 2.3 deep targets per game, which is the third most among all wide receivers, and a 23% of his total fantasy production has come on deep throws from Ben Roethlisberger. I think Deontay Johnson is is going to continue to see the volume that that he sees each and every week, and and I'm I'm betting on him again against this porous Tennessee secondary. Man, I almost drifted off there for a second because, like you said, it's just the same old it's the same old news for me with the De- with Deontay Johnson. <laughs> I bring it up every week, and you know, I, his ownership just doesn't quite echo the the production that we've seen out of him. Uh, you know, if he's sub fifteen percent on any given slate, you know, lock him into my wide receiver position, and and he'll probably be hovering right around that mark, I'd imagine, again this week. I love it, and and, and from a dynasty perspective, I love that he's kind of overcome that. Uh, the the drops narrative that was really people were pounding on him preseason this year and you know well yeah all all off good, season good long I mean him him and Claypool were going side by side in, in startup drafts and right, I, I don't right. think that there is a person in a startup draft today that would even consider taking Chase Claypool over Deontay Johnson at right. this point and in, in, in what we've seen from 2021 now you know. Ben Roethlisberger, likely his last year. We don't know what the future holds for Deontay or, or Claypool or anybody else for that matter. Um, so that's that's something that uh, me as a, a person that has a ton of Deontay across my dynasty leagues is going to have to brace for. But, you know, there's there's a lot of quarterbacks in today's carousel. Anything could happen. You know, you, you see what happened with the Rams. They went from a golf to a Stafford. Uh, you know, Watson's out there blowing in the wind. Who knows where he ends up? Um, you know, so I'm, I'm not too worried about it at this point. But if, if anybody thinks that there's a wide receiver one in Pittsburgh not named Deontay Johnson, you know, uh, let's roll one out of your bag because I want some of that. <laughs> Man, I hated that. I hated that Rams game got pushed because we had one of our other bays there, Van Jefferson. Oh. I, my, I do my, love my Van, my Van Jefferson ornament there on the overlay. I mean, that's one of my proudest moments of these 15 weeks we've been doing this show so far. I do love Van again this week. He, he's got another good matchup, I, and it seems like I've been going back to him uh, a couple times, whether, whether it be a showdown slate or what have you, but I do like him again this week. So whether you're doing a, a primetime slate or a, a you know, a, uh, a Saturday to Sunday slate, you know, try and get Van Jefferson exposure in there. They're pricing him up a little bit. I think he's mid five somewhere in there now, um, but it, it's well deserved. Slate, that Tuesday slate's going to be a fun showdown. Yeah, no, it's interesting, man. There's lots of games spread out at this point. Right. You know, I was really looking forward to having two games today. A little disappointed. We only got the one. I haven't checked the score uh, since since we started here. It is uh, the Patriots still getting schlacked? Seventeen to nothing at the half right now. Damn, I wouldn't have called that. All right, um, I tell you what, Matt. Let's uh, let's go ahead and get ready to head into our lineup build at this point. And we'll get a chance to talk about some of these other guys. I want to spend a little bit of extra time in the lineup build. Maybe we'll get a chance to even potentially, uh, you know, build a couple of lines here and, and try a different, a couple of different strategies. Maybe one where we we pay up at the wide receiver position, one where where we pay up at the at the quarterback position, and and just give everybody a chance to see what what a lineup can look like, what guys will be at your disposal. Uh, based off of where where it is that you're choosing to really pay up and, and target these guys. Yeah, man, sounds good. Uh, before we head over that way, let me tell the guys about the partnership we have going on with Surfshark right now. Um, I don't know if you guys know about Surfshark, but they are our VPN hero product. They are bringing humanized privacy, security, and access 
It's the fastest growing VPN on the market and currently sits at number three globally in brand searches. They provide all cell phone, tablet, laptop, and CPU users with unbeatable VPN security on all their devices. Now, you're probably asking yourself, what is a VPN? Really, I didn't know until Nate started breaking it down for me, but it's a virtual private network. It's technology that allows you to set up a secure connection between your device and another one via the public internet. It's like creating a, a special secret communication channel nobody can snoop on. And with apps like Snur uh, Surfshark, it's very easy to do this. The best reason to use a VPN is simple, online security. You don't want to leave digital breadcrumbs that connect all your online activities to you. And with the VPN, you'll be able to hide your IP address, things like your home address, and mask all your activities from internet service providers and more. Yeah, but furthermore, there's a lot of great shows on Netflix that are no longer available in the U.S. Well, with Surfshark, you can still watch shows like The Office here in the United States. And for a limited time, Surfshark is offering an 83% off of three months for free during their Black Friday sale. Head over to Surfshark.com while you still can. Save some money, keep you and your family safe, and relive all the best Michael Scott moments. That's Surfshark.com and get a premium VPN service at a fraction of the cost. All right, brother Matt, I appreciate you telling everybody about our friends over there at Surfshark, and you are doing absolutely wonderful here, man. <laughs> you know, I, I love looking up in this screen and seeing that Atlanta A there on your cap. It makes me feel like I'm right here at home here talking ball with with one of my buddies and that is absolutely what we're doing and furthermore we're going uh, to actually get into our builds here and uh you know just kind of run with it you know anything is on the table brother matt if there's a guy like that it. you want to that you want to throw out typically you know this is the part where i like to throw it to nate and say you know who's that one guy that that you feel like is a guy that you want to have in your lineup and you know right now we you know, money doesn't mean a thing at this point. There, there's in, absolutely anybody from a pay up to a pay down, whether you want to pay all the way up and, and set us right with a with a smash play or a punt guy that's going to set us up to to really find some value here in the rest of the slate. Where do you want to go with this first overall selection here at the 101? Well, if I'm looking at quarterbacks, I like where you, how you and Nate really seem to like to pay up at the quarterback position. It seems to be a, a more of a predictable position than than some of the other positions. You kind of kind of expect the volume there. So, I think we either roll Kyler as a pay up here, or um, you know James Garoppolo as a as a bargain to get us started on this first build. All right, I think, you know, I have my reservations as far as paying up. I think the guy that I'm really interested in paying up is is potentially Aaron Rodgers, just because I like Devontae Adams so much this week. If I am paying up, you know, Josh Allen, he, he's got the the ankle injury that he that he's dealing with. And, you know, I think this is a game that they can win. And obviously, Josh Allen is always a smash uh, smash guy for the lineup, but you're, you're, you're paying way up for him this week, 8,100, 7,900 for Kyler, no DeAndre Hopkins in a game that we expect Arizona to really have their way with and, you know, getting an additional running back help in Chase Edmonds back this week. They could potentially lean on the run game a little bit more. I think Aaron Rodgers is a guy that I like, but you know, as I mentioned, if Lamar Jackson doesn't play, Huntley ends up coming in. How much does Aaron Rodgers really have to keep his foot on the gas? So I am leaning towards paying down this week, you know, and, and we come down Lamar Jackson questionable, Dak Prescott against a New York Giants team that, that has really been struggling. Maybe, you know, Prescott doesn't have to really uh, do a lot this week. 
but priced at, at sixty five hundred while being inconsistent, that that's a price that I'm willing to pay. I think it's one that I want to see how his ownership shakes out on this main slate. If he ends up being you know sub twelve percent, I'll probably have a decent amount of Prescott just because I like him and I like the matchup that his wide receivers have in, in Michael Gallup and in CD Lamb. Both of those guys are guys that I am interested in on this slate, and it just makes sense to bring Dak. Dak Prescott along, but for, 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 uh, you know, content sake, we've talked about it all night long. It seems let's make our first build with, uh, handsome Jimmy G. So let's lock in Jimmy G at the quarterback position and pay down at the quarterback position. So this, this is going to give you an idea of, of what you can do if you don't want to pay up at the quarterback position. And I think Jimmy G is in a, a good spot here. I wouldn't, I, you know, I, I had interest in Jimmy G originally, just just the matchup and what we've seen from him, um, but it, it really kind of pushed over the edge a little bit more when when Elijah Mitchell got ruled out. I think that you know what he's been doing for San Fran and the bell cow usage that we've really been seeing out of him. You take that away, I don't, I don't really love Jeff Wilson. I think Debo Samuel does end up getting uh, the backfield touches that we that we were seeing out of him when they were shorthanded there in the backfield. And George Kittle continues to get the biggest piece of the receiving pie. So, um, I mean, I think it just makes sense at least to lock in George Kittle with our Garoppolo builds. I, oh I'm not opposed to locking in Debo Samuel as well, but it, he's a little bit more expensive. And, and like I mentioned, I think with Elijah Mitchell out, Debo Samuel really kind of loses what, what we were seeing from him uh, towards the beginning of the year, which was a, a, a bigger target share. His target share has dropped exponentially, at, but he's getting the, the receiving or, or the rushing production, which has really kind of kept his production afloat, but it seems so much less, sustainable than what we were getting out of him in the receiving production towards the beginning of the year. So I'm right. a little bit, a little bit softer on Debo, but I do think that with Elijah Mitchell being out this week, Debo will see that rushing work, which, which we think is a little bit less sustainable. I think this, this week with the, the bump in usage that he'll see it, it will continue. And I don't mind him at 8,200, but I want to hold off on that for now and, and see oh, yeah. what else we need some do. cheap we need some cheaper options after going that 75 for a tight end. Let's let's go to the running back position here. And there's a guy that I, I already know that, that I'm interested in. And that's my boy, J Rob right here. Uh, we mentioned him earlier. The price tag is just uh, super cheap. One of the cheaper running backs that I really feel confident in this week. And I mentioned, I'll have a ton of exposure to another guy. Miles do you like him? Now, do, do you like uh, J Rob cash and GPP? Yes, I, yeah, I'm. I'm. I think J. Rob is, is is usable in both both aspects. Just just given, uh, you know, this game in particular, you know, neither team is is really going to assert anything of any major proportion. I do think they lean on J. Rob though heavily this week as far as the Jacksonville Jaguars go. Um, where, where are you on Miles Gaskin? You know, it, it, he appears like he is going to play. Uh, it, it is healthy. Brian Flores was non-committal about playing Gaskin, fellow running back Ahmed, in Sunday's game against the Jets, but neither is listed on the injury report as of now. And after returning from the COVID list, we think that that Gaskin will indeed be available to play. And it's a dreamy matchup if he does play. And I, I like the price tag. It's right there with J-Rob. And I'm not crazy about any of these running backs in the pay-up position. I mentioned Najee Harris, but I do really feel like this is a week to to just pay down at the running back position and that there's there's wide receivers that I like so much more if I'm paying up. So um, let's take a look at our build as of right now. We got Jimmy G at the quarterback position, James Robinson and Miles Gaskin, they're locked in at the running back, and our stack with George Kittle at the tight end. So let's go ahead and look at DST. There, you know, I, I, I've been looking at it, and there's there's not a ton of DSTs that I really like. You know, Carolina is is one that comes to mind just simply because they're at the very bottom, and you go up from that, you know, Detroit versus Arizona, no. 
Uh, Jets at Miami, maybe Baltimore, you know, at home versus Green Bay, maybe potentially without Lamar right. Jackson. Right. It's I just see. really not a not a ton. You know, you can pay all the way up here for the Cardinals at Detroit. That's probably the juiciest matchup, but you're 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 paying up for it. Typically, and golf hasn't looked terrible recently. He hasn't really been he, turning the ball over that much. He hasn't, but he just he doesn't have any weapons. You know, no Hawkinson, no Swift. You know, those those are Detroit's weapons. It's those two guys. You know, our uh, Armand Ross St. Brown, I, I think, is super interesting this week, given the fact that they don't have any other options and what the production that we've seen out of him the past couple weeks. Uh, you know, is it's serviceable, no doubt. So, you know, we, we, we always expect Detroit to be trailing against Arizona, right. no difference. You know, I think St. Brown a, as a flyer, but I think they priced him up this week. Let me, let me look here. He's in the 50, yeah, 5,200 this week, but he is interesting. Just like, as I mentioned, Hawkinson out, um, you know, Swift, the, those, that area of targets that Swift and both Hawkinson are getting, St. Brown is the, you know, capable of getting those targets in that same area. And, and, and he may have the biggest piece of pie as far as receiving work goes this week. So 5,200, I think he's interesting. Um, let's just leave him as is for right now. Go ahead and um, throw those pan go ahead and throw those Panthers on our DST. Yeah. Let me throw we them in. We don't have to live with the outcome at this. If, and, and if, you know, if we have some extra cash, maybe we can see if we can get up a little bit higher. So that is leaving us 58.25 per position left over. I guess it's time that we look at the wide receiver position, and I think we find a wide receiver that's super cheap this week that, that we can plug in and allow us to really get up there towards the higher end tier one wide receivers for, for the rest of the build and maybe even the flex as well. So when we talk about uh, – Cheap wide receivers, a couple of guys right here in this area that that are, are, are piquing my interest. Both of these guys and Laquan Treadwell and Ray Ray McLeod. Uh, you know, I, I think I mentioned Laquan Treadwell last week, and uh, you know, he here he is back again this week. And over the last three weeks, Treadwell is actually tied for the team lead in targets per game, and he ranks first in yards per game ranked second in routes per game. So while the Jags are not underdogs this week against Houston, I think this might be the first time all season long the Jacksonville Jaguars haven't been underdogs. And, of course, it's against Davis Mills and, and the Houston Texans. Um, you know, so maybe, maybe uh, you know, T-Law isn't forced to throw the ball around quite as much. Another reason why I like J-Rob this week, and we've got him plugged in, but Treadwell is a cheap wide receiver I like. Devontae Parker mentioned him, 4,300. Um, Gabe, Gabe Davis at 37 is kind of interesting. Yeah, Gabe Davis, you know, with with the uh, Emmanuel Sanders injury, Gabe Davis is expected to really hold down that wide receiver three role. And we've, we've seen him produce even with Emmanuel Sanders these last few weeks. So I like that call. And, and I, I like that offense, you know, Dabwall just super pass heavy, no right. matter the game script. So let's let's plug Gabe Davis in here at the wide receiver position. Boom. All right, so that leaves us 65 here. So if we can find – I already know where I want to go. Let's take a look at Michael Gallup's sheet right here. All right, last game, nine targets. He's actually, I think the last couple of games, he's had nine or, or nine or better targets. I just really like Michael Gallup at that price point. You go a little bit lower, we got Christian Kirk, St. Brown, who we mentioned. Christian Kirk, uh, it's interesting this week. You know, DeAndre Hopkins out. Uh, but once again, how often are we expecting Kyler Murray to really have to drop back and pass? Gives me some some reserve there. Uh, Crowder is another guy that's interesting to me this week. Miami is one of the 
defensively one of the most susceptible teams to the slot position, allowing the most wide receiver fantasy points per game when those when it is the slot position. We know Elijah Moore is out on the IR currently. So Crowder is interesting. I think if I have a Tua Parker, uh, potentially Jasicki stack, I would be interested in bringing that back with Jamison Crowder. Uh, A.J. Green, another guy that's interesting this week with Hopkins out at 4,900. Again, though, how often are we expecting him to really have to drop back and pass? You really have to hope they, they hit early before the game gets out of hand and, and the Cardinals are content to just run the ball uh, in, until the clock expires. I think Mike Gesicki is a person worth mentioning this week. With, yeah, with, no, with I, no I, I do – I do like him uh, definitely more with Waddle out. It's the same reason why I like Parker. Just just for S's and G's, I am going to plug Parker. And he, I keep coming back to him this week. Since Waddle's been out, it just seems to make sense. And and what that does for our average remaining is 7650. Oh, you yeah. know, and that that's nice. Those are the type of guys that I am looking for. So still one more wide receiver position and one more flex. I think both of these are going to end up being the wide receiver position just based on, uh, you know, who, I, I really don't care for many of the higher priced uh, running backs this week. And, can we and get, wide can receiver. we get Adams and Patterson in there for that price tag? Adams. No, uh, we not. cannot. So Adams is a little too expensive. So let's 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 do my guy Deontay right here. Oh, there you go. And that leaves us seventy-eight. So we could go Harris, Diggs, or CD. I do like CD this week a lot too. Um. All right, so let's let's take Parker out. Let's add CD. That leaves us forty-seven hundred. Versus the flex. Let's take a look at that. Michael Carter. I I, I think Michael Carter he's is super interesting. I think. I think. He's super interesting this week. You know, uh, has been activated off of IR ahead of this game against the Dolphins, and I, you know, he's he looked he was starting to really kind of come into his own. I think you know b- before the injury happened, you know. Over his last five games, Carter actually averaged 14.7 carries, 7.3 targets, and 20.5 expected fantasy points. And that was good enough for 18.7 fantasy points per per game. And that 4,700, I think, is another running back that, that I'm that I'm super interested in this week in GPP builds. It almost makes me want to take a look and see what happens. All right, instead of plugging him in there, let's do away with Miles Gaskin. Okay. I can get I can I can get down with that. Let's let's do away with Miles Gaskin and let's plug in Michael Carter. That leaves us 56 there at the flex now. Unfortunately, Van Jefferson is not available or else he would be my absolute play because I'm in on Van this week against Seattle. But unfortunately, he's not available. So there's Gaskin once again staring us in the face, and Gallup, another guy that I'm interested in. It's just if I'm if I'm paying for CD, I don't really want Gallup, and nope, nope. unless I'm doing a Dak stack. But since we have since we have CD, Gallup's just not that interesting. Devonta Freeman is interesting. Uh, another running back right there, priced in the Michael Gallup range. We have Kyle Pitts, fifty five hundred. So I think I really do like either Gaskin or Gallup here. I think I'm going to roll with Gaskin. Uh, you know, it, it's a a three running back build, which I'm not crazy on, but because of the value that we're getting at all three, I don't mind it, and it allows us to have George Kittle, Deontay Johnson, and C.D. Lamb. So those are our, really our three studs that we're paying up for with this build. 
George, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo piggybacking off of George Kittle, a guy that we're expecting to have another phenomenal outing against our Atlanta Falcons. Uh, as I mentioned, just based on the fact that Elijah Mitchell is not going to be available. Yes, Jeff Wilson's going to be there. Yes, Hasty's going to be there. But neither of those guys are really Elijah Mitchell. I think that's a, a, a hat tip a little bit to Jimmy G and, and definitely to George Kittle and, and Debo Samuel. So I like this build right here, Matt. What about you? Any guys that, that, that you really don't like? Um, I mean, you know, there's guys that you're going to have to roll the dice on in, in, in any game. You, you know, you don't get twenty thousand dollars to do this with you know so or or whatever you know so gaskin i'm not quite so sure of i like the carter for 47 and i like your j-rob there All let's right, leave well, gaskin in there and just build one more you know we still have a few more minutes here all right all right yeah we'll do that and that'll give us an opportunity to uh boom That'll give us an opportunity to maybe get a little bit different on the next build. Lock that one in. Let's screenshot that so we can we can play it. I got it. I got it locked in, so I can get a screenshot uh, of it. Is it ladybug season in West Virginia? No, we dealt with it about three weeks ago, but it's like Japanese beetles more than ladybugs. But if you have like a. a the south side of your house and the, the house I'm building right now has these three huge windows on the south side and come in in the morning and there'll be a thousand of them joints all hanging out up in the, the corners of the windows and whatnot. I actually built a special attachment for my shop vac that narrows it all the way down to some half inch PVC that will reach up real tall so I can just from the ground just shop vac all them little, them little I need to give me one of those. <laughs> I'll send you the instructions. It's it's got a lot of uh West Virginia weld or uh aka duct tape. All right, brother Matt. Well let's uh let's get into uh the build 2.0 right here. And we went down to Jimmy G. We can I'm, I think either here I'm interested in Aaron Rodgers or or Dak Prescott. Potentially Joe Burrow. You know, I, I can't ever get mad at Joe Burrow stacks. Oh, I'm loving Chase, you know, just as a, from a dynasty perspective, getting him in a few of our leagues, our, our usual suspects leave, you know, getting him off of the pork man, well, like week six or something, like week five, right before he, he started peeking out. You know, so that, that was really one of my big pickups of the year so far. Oof, that's an expensive stack right there. You know, so right, you know, looking at that last build that you did and just thinking it out, we we get a couple studs per build, right? So who mm -hmm. who do you want to, you know, who do you really trust for your studs? I really want to build a Devonte Adams line, and I feel like if I'm bringing him, I'm going to bring Aaron Rodgers. All so right, there's, and, there's there's, two. and then the bring back on this is going to be Mark Andrews. Okay. You with me here, brother Matt? I'm with you totally. Now, uh, okay. being a, being a, in West Virginia, we get a lot of Ravens games, and so um, I've been on the Trevor Huntley bandwagon probably before a lot of other people have, and I've been watching him and pretty excited about him from a dynasty perspective. What is he looking like on this slate? If he gets okay. the start, how much okay. is a man? How much I'm is a man for him? I'm picking up what you're putting down right now, brother Matt, and I like that for a, a little bit more of a contrarian angle. You know, I, I mentioned I'm into Mark Andrews. Um, you know, regardless of who starts, let's uh, make it a little bit easier on myself. Here we go, Huntley fifty four hundred. Okay, so not, not bargain basement. That's not, believe it or not, that's not cheap. I mean, you're talking about right. same price as Cam Newton right. going up against the stingy Buffalo defense. Right. That's more expensive than Matt Ryan against San Fran, more right. expensive than Zach Wilson against Miami. So you're really not getting... <sighs> they priced him uh, out of it, didn't they? Yeah, you, you. I feel like for Huntley, 
uh, even even being known as a starter, I really want to get him at around that 5K, maybe, right. you know, right there with Jared Goff and Trevor Lawrence price, right. you know. Right. So where they have him, I just don't know how advantageous it would be to plug him in. Now, if ownership is, you know, sub 2% on, on these large field GPPs, you know, it's an angle that I'm interested in. And, and for shit's sake, just because I, I like – being able, you know, as much as I want to plug in Aaron Rodgers' stack with Devontae Adams, you're talking about 5,400 or, or uh, 7,500. So, you know, that's an extra 2K to play with and 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 at a lower ownership and maybe a guy that, that does hit, we see a little bit of rushing from him and he's able to continue to hook up with, with Mark Andrews like we saw. And if we are going to go that route, I am curious – how much is Bateman? Because I think 5, Bateman, the use, yeah, five thousand. So not bad, not bad for for a wide receiver, you know, money ish saver. Let's plug him in. So we have a full blown Baltimore stack here with Bateman, who I really like the uses out of. They 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 seemed to to really get him more involved as the the wide receiver too, if you will, uh, which, which may end up being third in the pecking order as far as the targets go. But but against a game that, that we're expecting them to be trailing, we've got Devontae Adams as the bring back, a guy that I'm super into this week. I think at this point, Brother Matt, we need to move to the DST and figure out what we want to do here. We can again plug the Panthers in. Or, you know, if you want, we could try and get up a little bit. It just, you know, an, the next one I, I could have any interest in would potentially be the Jaguars. But, um, you know, Jet, Jets maybe just hoping that's kind of a lower scoring game against Miami. Yeah, I'm not opposed to that just to get a little bit different here and not just lock in the cheapest one on both builds. So we're looking right. at 5,400 with the Jets. I think, uh, you know, I, I, I hate being repetitive here, but we're locking in Jets defense. Michael Carter, cheap tag, just seems to make sense with, with you know, I, I love correlating my DST with my running back position. If, if it's a DST that I think is going to be able to limit the points and, and hold the opposing team to – to uh, you know, minimal offensive production. Typically, the running back correlation with that can can bode well. And forty seven hundred is just screaming at us through the screen. So let's plug him in there, and that gets us up to fifty seven hundred for our remaining positions. We still have one running back, one wide receiver, and one flex. Let's stay here at the wide receiver or at the running back position. Um, Gaskin, not really interested in, um, Freeman, you know, I think Freeman's interesting as I mentioned, but I think if we played Freeman, we'd have to ax Bateman. It just feels right. a little too heavy yeah. for, for what I feel like Huntley is capable of. Um, can't load Jay Rob into another one, even though you, like you said, you're going to see him in a lot of your lineups this week. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I and I really like. I mean, cheaper than Freeman, who I like, and I I just love I love J. Rob this week. I'm gonna have a ton of him. Chase Edmonds, as I mentioned, I think he is a a better GPP play this week, just given what we've seen out of James Conner. I think Chase Edmonds really offers a little bit, and Conner's a little banged up. He's been carrying the load these past few weeks. Uh, you know, if Chase Edmonds, I think he was almost healthy enough to come back this past week. They ultimately they ended up holding him out, and so he's that much healthier this week. Maybe he shoulders a little bit more of the load against this Detroit team. Uh, to try to give James Conner some much-needed rest. We know James Conner's not made of of, of bricks and, and mortar. It, it's more of a a straw and, and like stick, I would say. So you he's, know, he's he's Conner strong. I'm gonna I'm gonna plug in James Robinson just because I don't like looking at anybody else that's around his price point, and that leaves us fifty eight fifty. Uh, here at the wide receiver position. All right, we didn't get C.D. Lamb. I mentioned I do like Gallup. I like this price point. I'm going to plug him in in this lineup since we, we went with C.D. Lamb with the last one. I like Gallup in here. 
That gives us 6,200 there at the flex position. And, you know, here we are with a bunch of guys that are out, questionable. Uh, Javante Williams, questionable as of right now. Um, I think he's going to be okay. Both him and yeah, Gordon I, yeah. are, are I both I, I think I read today that he, he's getting he's getting his full full carries. And, you know, unfortunately, both those guys have been really great as of late. It's just like, do you pick one? Do you pick – you know, it's, it's not a situation that I, that I really like. Uh, DJ Moore, Claypool, Brown. I think we need to pay down one of these guys. Not one of our high-priced guys, but one of our mid-55, 5,400 guys or something right now. All right, let's, let's ask Bateman. To get, to get some money for something else. Let's ask Bateman and try to get a little bit cheaper. Yeah, you have any punts hiding in there? I like I like Nico Collins. I think he's interesting. Um... Look, let's let's go with Treadwell. He's one of my cheaper options that I, that right. I feel pretty confident right. in at the wide receiver position. And look where that look where that goes for us. There you go. That can get us up to Najee Harris, Stefan Diggs, Deontay Johnson, Kittle once again. I, I you know I with with two tight ends like this, I don't mind uh, doubling up at the tight end position, either a, if I'm, if I'm totally punting both of them and getting in the 25 to three K range with both right, of them, which right. allows me to, to have some, some smash wide receivers or a couple of smash running backs or what we have going on right here. And that is the two top tight ends on this slate, which people struggle to pay up at the tight end position as is, you talk about paying up twice at the tight end position. That's crazy talk. Well, crazy talk is what we're looking for here. And, yes, we have a couple of extra hundred dollars. Well, we go back to the DST. What do we have? We got the Bengals at Denver, Texans, Jags. So, really, we didn't quite get up high enough to anything that I that I feel good about. Um, you know, I, I think I'm going to go with – Let's just plug in the Broncos for right now. Uh, you know, may, maybe they can get some pressure on Burrow. We we've seen Sensi, uh, you know, be susceptible to the pass rush before. Joe Mixon can't really get going at this point in the season. Uh, let's just go ahead and stick with the Broncos. Maybe some news will pop up and we'll be able to pivot back to a DST that makes a little bit more sense. But there's just really nothing down here low in this section that I'm crazy about. DST this week. So throw a dart at the wall. Uh, go with your gut, whatever you are feeling. But I do like that lineup right now. Just to rehash, we have Huntley at quarterback, Michael Carter, and J Rob at the running back position, Devontae Adams, Michael Gallup, and Laquan Treadwell at the wide receiver position. And we doubled up here with the two top tight ends of this slate in Mark Andrews and George Kittle. So we got our Raven stack with the Devontae Adams bring back and bringing along our, our smash of the week in George Kittle. Uh, I'm, I'm, I like this right here, brother Matt. And what say you? I like it. You know, from looking at this, it seems like players this week are going to have to find some of those punt guys they like and search through there and maybe even start your lineups with going ahead and locking in who your punt and your, your cheaper guys are and then seeing what's left to, to spend your money. Cause like, you know, a lot of those mid price guys there are out this week. Those, those 6,400 down to 5,800 guys. There's not a ton of options there without being. Uh, yeah. I think it's finding the, the, really those couple of guys that you can pay up for and, and and being able to build some some value guys around it and and you know so when you're building those lineups just really find those those couple of guys that that you want to focus on for that build and then fill up the value uh, around those guys Oh brother Matt that was uh that was it man that was fun getting to build a couple lines yeah I liked it. I like getting to hang out on the other side of the camera with you. Hey, man, it's good to have you. Uh, had, you had, know. had to put some clothes on this week, so that's a little bit of a change. But yeah, I was, I, you know, I wanted to shoot you the DM, but hey, man, I know normally you're not wearing any pants, but you know, <laughs> this this might be the episode that that you get out of your comfort zone and put some pants on while we are recording. Okay.
Mr. Pajama Pants, I'm hearing you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I have my shirt on, and from waist up, I am guaranteed professional each and every week. Uh, but before we get out of here, a couple more things. You know, I want to make sure everybody is following uh, Sons of Dynasty on Twitter, and that is at Dynasty Sons. Brother Matt here, uh, who, who was co-hosting with me tonight, he is available on Twitter at dy underscore nasty dude. Make sure you're following True North FFB, and that is at True North FFB on Twitter. And subscribe to the TNFF Network there on YouTube. Um, you know, be on the lookout for anything and everything True North and SODFS affiliated. You know, a lot of news coming in, COVID related rescheduling. And adjustments that had to be made here for for this particular episode and particular main slate, um, but that's part of the puzzle, man. Each and every week, it, it adds a little something different, and this week is no less. So, you know, just get in there and play with those builds and see what you can come up with. But I do think that this is a week to potentially pay down at the running back position, pay up at tight end and wide receiver, and get in where you fit in at the quarterback. Man, it was fun getting together with you tonight. Uh, I hate it that it happened under circumstances that it did. Our, our boy Nate, his dad, isn't doing that great tonight. So, uh, you know, our thoughts and our prayers are with with him uh, and with our with our homie Nate. Hopefully, everything's going to be okay. Yeah, big shout out to Nate, man. Uh, we are we are thinking about you right here on this show, and, and we'll uh, continue to reach out to you during this time. But uh, anybody that did get a chance to tune in via uh, YouTube or, or via podcast, we do very much appreciate you and taking the time to uh, digest a little bit of SODFS content each and every week. Brother Matt, I much appreciate you stepping up here into the limelight this evening as Brother Nate was not available. So uh, I had fun kicking it with you here tonight, man. I'm looking forward to the next time uh, that we get a chance to do it again. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, man. Peace out, y'all. Yeah, until next time, man. Much love to everybody. SODFS is for entertainment only and to add value to your sports experience. We give you our advice and strategy that we will employ ourselves. SODFS is not intended for those under the age of 18. Love you, Nate. Yeah, much love, Nate. Much love, brother.